Okay, so we recorded this entire episode this morning, and just as we were in the process of sending the first round of edits and files to our producer, we get the TMZ notification. Joe Jonas files for divorce from Sophie Turner, which, holy shit. I mean, you'll hear the last 20 minutes of the episode is us speculating about these reports, talking about what we think, expressing the uncertainty we feel, and now, boom, to have an official confirmation. I kind of can't believe it. I kind of can't either. I mean, I know what we were saying in the discussion is like, Yes, when there's smoke, there's fire, and they aren't doing enough to deny what's going on, but also we kind of just don't really know. And I I just, I wasn't expecting to get this news like now. Right. Like what we say in our discussion is that the wearing of the ring at the show and the Instagram post with the show wasn't necessarily enough evidence to make us both feel like, okay, everything is okay there because something just still felt off. But no part of me thought that we were going to upload this episode and something was going to break in the interim of editing it, I thought it would be a while before we actually heard anything. So it says from TMZ again, 4.21 PM Eastern time, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are headed to divorce court because TMZ has learned Joe has filed legal docs to end his marriage. Joe is asking for joint custody of their two daughters, three-year-old Willa and their one-year-old. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ, Joe and Sophie have a prenup. TMZ broke the story. The couple have been having problems for about six months. Joe has been shopping for divorce lawyers for at least a week. He filed in Florida. He's rep by Tom Sasser, who handled Tiger Woods' divorce. As for why Joe filed for divorce, a source of direct knowledge tells us this, quote, she likes to party, he likes to stay at home. They have very different lifestyles. Okay, I don't know if we ended up saying this in the discussion or not, but this is what I was saying to you with like, even in that previous report, how it said, you know, he's had the kids on tour, like all of those little things that if the filing were to come and it obviously were to come this quickly, that was the story that was being led. You could kind of see how it was laying the framework. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, God, this is so crazy. Like, I I don't think we have enough information yet to start speculating in terms of the custody agreement and in terms of how much truth there is to this divorce coming as a result of her quote partying, but either way, any of the things that are kind of being floated around in circulation and any of the reasons that are being given, obviously all speculation, but all interesting because they're coming from somewhere. And that was never the impression that we had of their relationship. That's why it's one of those times where it's almost unsettling. Cause it's like what we see from the outside is just at times so inconsistent with what's really going on. Because if you would have asked me, they were in it for not necessarily the long haul, but in it for a while. I thought the long haul, certainly. I don't know. Anyway, we'll cut to the rest of this episode. It's obviously us just like fucking losing our minds over Kylie and Timothy, which I honestly still don't feel like we talked about enough. Like if you wanted to, (laughs) I could have done the entire episode on just that, but it's that. And then, you know, you hear us speculating on Joe and Sophie, but obviously we now know more. So just know all of that was recorded prior to this report. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, New Kids on the Block, Sean Paul, Sum 41, Whitney Cummings, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. To come back from a week off to these photos of Kylie and Timothy, it it feels fake. Em? Like, (laughs) I know. I know. No. Like, oh oh (laughs) my God, you guys. We went from literally zero to a hundred. Like we were getting nothing, maybe one blurry paparazzi photo from many yards away, maybe one photo of her car in his driveway and a lot of vague source quotes. And then all of a sudden we wake up this morning to videos of them making out at Beyonce's birthday concert. Are you fucking kidding me? That feels like we wrote it. I was just going to say not to make this about me, but their first public appearance together, the confirmation of their relationship, them kissing, kissing, making out on video at Beyonce's birthday concert in LA. I'm sorry, that is the most me-coded thing I've ever heard in my life. I I don't know what to do with this. First of all, 
important context for you guys to have just to like fully understand the, the intensity with which we receive this. As you know, we were off last week from the podcast. And this weekend we were out in very remote Wisconsin on a farm with my dad and our friends just like totally disconnected, right? Very limited cell service. And our flight was so early this morning. So last night we slept at a hotel very close to the Milwaukee airport. We wake up for a flight at 3.30 a.m., okay? Me, Julie, my dad, and our friends are standing in the lobby of a Courtyard Marriott in Milwaukee at 3.45, and boom, the fucking TMZ notification hits us. So imagine me and Julie, literally 3 a.m. in Milwaukee, with these photos of Kylie and Timothy making out of the Beyonce concert. I was like, I know we've been tripping all weekend. Like, are we still tripping? Um... (laughs) As long as I live, I, I'm telling you, as long as I live, I will never forget being in the Courtyard Marriott near the Milwaukee airport and seeing a video of Kylie and Timothy making out. I'm sorry. First of all, that is that can't be like a real sentence, right? Okay, but important to note, at that time, we hadn't seen the video. It was just the photos. So we then get on the flight, of course, pass out, wake up in Newark, and turn on our phones to seeing the full-blown makeout videos. Like It just felt, not only were we off from the podcast, but we were also in remote Wisconsin, and then to come back to life with this... Like it, it felt like a big deal, you know, back in the day, 72 hours ago, when we finally get cell service and the Joe and Sophie news comes through. That was like, holy shit. And then this, <laughs> oh my God. This is so crazy that we are genuinely like coasting over the fact that we spent Labor Day weekend in rural Wisconsin. <laughs> it's, it's just, guys, okay. Let's just go back for a second, because obviously, as we know, as we have discussed many times before, the Kylie and Timothy rumors first started happening around April. We knew that Kylie and Travis split in December. They had been very on again, off again. This one really felt like a kind of more final split. And it wasn't until April when we started hearing rumors, and the first rumor was just a tip to Dumois that I'm not going to say people ignored, but we definitely didn't want to place too much life on because that was it. There was nothing else. About a week later, on April 14th, was the article from page six, Kylie Jenner, Timothy Chalamet spotted on low-key taco date. That was when they apparently ate tacos in the back of their car. You guys remember we had the whole discussion about the hard shell tacos versus the soft shell tacos. We were had a million questions about what was going on with the napkins. Like We wanted to know every single moment of the logistics on that. Okay, fine. We then go about a week later. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because it, it, nothing could exemplify how little we had to go off of in terms of the Kylie and Timmy news than the fact that we remember the conversation about their first ever date based on a discussion about hard versus soft shell tacos and the napkin placement. Like we had fucking nothing. Right, we were grasping at straws. We got one photo of a Lincoln Navigator in a parking lot with the text that said, Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet have first taco date in back of SUV. And like we took that and we ran with it. So now to actually have the most photographic evidence of all time in front of us, like I don't even know how we're able to form sentences, but going back for a second, If we fast forward to May 2nd, that's when Kylie wore JPG by Hader Ackerman to the Met Gala. Relevant information because back in January, when it's believed that they really met for the first time, was at the JPG designed by Hader Ackerman show, which as we know, Timothy is very close to Hader Ackerman. So that's kind of been the belief about the inception of this connection. Okay, fast forward to June. These were kind of like the aerial paparazzi shots of them in the backyard having a barbecue. Remember, people initially thought that it was photos of him, her, and his sister. Ended up not being his sister, just a friend, but Kendall was also there. And then for the next month and a half, it's relatively radio silent in terms of any paparazzi photos. But every week or week and a half, we are getting confirmation from these vague source quotes that the two are very much still together. So As we've been saying, the only thing we've really heard about this relationship is a quote to People Magazine or Entertainment Tonight, I don't know, every week and a half. We then fast forward to end of July when Travis makes reference to Timothy in a new song off his album, Utopia. And then just a few weeks ago, there are rumors that they split. And again, sources come out saying that that is not true. And we're all just sitting here waiting for some sort of additional photographic evidence or proof. And then boom, you wake up Tuesday morning, September 5th from a flight from rural Wisconsin. And there they are making out at Beyonce. I'm sorry. That is unfucking believable What I think is really interesting about this is that at first glance, them making their very public debut at the Beyonce concert 
is kind of like, oh, it was just an outing. It wasn't an event. It wasn't a red carpet. It wasn't the Met Gala, the Oscars, some sort of grand reveal. It just seemed a little bit more casual in nature. But the thing about it being this concert in LA on Beyonce's birthday is that it was kind of the celebrity event of the season. And so on top of the guest list, there was also a fashion component to the night where everybody really brought their A-game and, you know, dressed on theme. And so there is something slightly event-like about them making their debut at this specific concert. It feels very purposeful. Right, they're making their debut at this concert where Diana Ross is singing Beyonce Happy Birthday. Kendrick is performing his America Has a Problem verse. It's not only Chris, Chloe, Kim, Jeff Bezos and crew, but we also have Adele, Lizzo, Zendaya, Tom Holland, Haley and Justin, Katy Perry, Kate Hudson, Normani, Chris Rock, Jennifer Hudson, Christina Aguilera, Vanessa Bryant, Winnie Harlow, Meghan Markle, Carrie Washington, Kelly Rowland, Kiki Palmer, Vanessa Hudgens, Ellen Pompeo, Leo and Toby McGuire, SZA, like you name it, they were at this concert. And the fact that you're right, it, it in theory sounds casual. For example, when we're talking about Kendall and Bad Bunny at Drake, yeah, there were other celebs there, of course, but it did feel like a little bit more of a casual drunken night out. This felt like an event. Right. It felt like a really big grand reveal in front of like the stage of Los Angeles, in front of the stage of Hollywood. And what I think is really fun about it being at a concert like this is something I always say about getting celebrity content at a concert is that typically when you're at an award show or you're at a red carpet, what you're getting from celebrities is very curated. And also what you're getting from celebrities inside of an event is at the discretion of another celebrity. So what they think is interesting, what they think that people would want to see, what's important to them. But at a concert, you are a famous person surrounded by tens of thousands of normal people. And so as a celebrity, every single thing you do is going to be interesting to somebody who is filming you and catching that on camera. And so because of that fact, you get so many different angles, so many different interactions that you wouldn't normally get. And for us, that is worth analyzing. Whereas in a lot of cases and a lot of celebrity events, their mere existence is not worth analyzing. And it's not just Kylie and Timmy. It's every single celebrity that was there. You get the most incredible angles and the most incredible footage of because it is at the discretion of somebody who isn't a celebrity to decide what's interesting. And we find fucking everything interesting. Right. And the other thing that I cannot get over is like, if you are somebody that happened to attend the show, you know, it's going to be good already. It's Beyonce. It's her birthday. It's the LA show. Like you already know you were in for a night and then you get there and Kylie and Timothy making their first public makeout are in your direct eyeline. If you are somebody that cares about pop culture, I do not know like how it's not just also overstimulating too. You have Beyonce on stage already giving you one of the most incredible performances of your entire life. To your right, you have Jay-Z and Bieber just hanging out. To your left, you have Kim and Jeff Bezos. Straight ahead of you, you got Kylie and Timothy, like Kelly Rollins to the side dancing. It, I, I'm sorry, my head would be on a swivel. Like I almost, I almost don't know how I would have taken it all in because remember us post Beyonce and nobody was there. We were just already losing it. Like, yeah, Oprah and Gail in the distance. Amazing. But I, I couldn't see them in my direct eye line. So I was, all of my focus was on Beyonce and even that was taken a lot out of me. I literally do not know how you run on these people. And on top of it, you have the wherewithal to film it. Heroes. Heroes. I can't get over this content. Like, I really did not think we were getting this. I mean, we, by the way, we've been manifesting it. Well, this is what we've been saying for the last month, two months. I've been saying to you, I know we're going to get something. I know we're going to get something. It's going to happen. I don't believe that it's over. I just didn't anticipate it being this. We had a whole conversation of a hypothetical about what it would have been like to see them doing what Bad Bunny and Kendall were doing at Drake. And we basically got that, except at Beyonce and not Drake, which is somehow better. Yeah, we literally did just have this entire discussion. So different, by the way, like the Kendall and Bad Bunny and Kylie and Timothy, just in terms of the way that they interact. Very different, but I have to say, shockingly, I feel almost equally invested in both. Whereas I think that's really unusual for me and Kendall's relationships. And we've had this conversation before millions of times on the podcast where we've said, happy for Kendall. We are obviously going to keep up with whatever relationship she's in, but are we overly invested in it? No, not typically when they break up, are we heartbroken? No, not typically. 
I am obsessed with her and Bad Bunny to the point where I think I will actually be upset if and when they break up. Well, right, because he's bringing out this side of her that I'm sure exists among her friends, among her family. But to the public, it's not typically this fun and carefree. And it is so much fun to watch because you can tell she's having so much fun just like kind of following his lead. And then with Kylie and Timothy, it's like totally different. It's not even like I'm necessarily having fun watching. I'm in awe. Like you and I in that Uber this morning, we did not say one word to each other. We were just constantly watching the videos. Every single angle, every shot, every picture, like I could not get enough. What I'm so looking forward to is really understanding, hopefully, Kylie and Timmy's dynamic and getting so much more content of them together. Because by the way, making your first public appearance is like breaking the seal. It's kind of like all bets are off now. You don't have to go through this very hidden curated approach to your relationship, which I feel as though they were doing in the past, maybe to protect the relationship, maybe to protect the image of it being quote PR, whatever the case was, they were obviously very intent on keeping this very private. Now that they've broken the seal of Everybody has seen them together. Everybody has seen them making out. Everybody has the actual confirmation of this relationship. We now get to go somewhere from there. And one of the things about Kendall and Bad Bunny is that they broke that seal a while ago and we have had so much fun watching that. But also I feel like it's the first time in Kendall's relationships where we're able to really see not just the different side of her, but a more intimate side of her, a more personal side of her. And that's why we can really understand the difference between this relationship and the others. And it'll be really interesting to see if we can see what that is like for Kylie now being in a relationship with somebody who isn't Travis and farther back than that isn't Tyga because that's really all we've seen. I, I know. Like, I like, I, okay, hold on. Yes, I'm right there with you in terms of like, I am so curious what we are going to get, even just the little snippets, even just the him in the background of another family member story, all of that, yes. But I feel like we haven't done enough, at least for me, of like really processing together the dynamics of these videos because we know like how they kiss. Like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't know exactly what it would look like for the two of them together. And how seamless does the chemistry feel? I think that it feels that way. Okay, so I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I've been dying to talk about this since before I even knew this was a possibility of something to even talk about. To be honest with you, it feels a little bit validating about the whole like hypotheticals point we always talk about when we, we make up something that feels so crazy, but we just start going with it. It's like, we didn't have this hypothetical conversation to this extent. We said, imagine if we got Kylie and Timothy the way that we got Kendall and Bad Bunny, but we didn't go this far. Like, imagine we get Kylie and Timothy, all the Kardashians are in the background. It's at Beyonce's birthday show. Bieber and Jay-Z are off to the side. Like, we didn't go down the path that far, but if we did and then this happened, I would have been like, oh, I'm never apologizing for a hypothetical again because look where it landed us. A hypothetical from us is just manifesting. Right, exactly. And so... <laughs> My God, for this to come true, the day post-Venus retrograde, it really is saying something. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. 
I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Going back to the video of them making out, okay? We get a couple of different angles, a couple of different shots. The first one where they're kissing, you can see him watching Beyonce on stage. Like they're kissing a little bit, but he has one eye out for Beyonce, which by the way, it would be disrespectful if he didn't. So in that one initial shot, I was like, is it a little awkward between them? And then right after that initial shot, she is standing in front of him. He has his arms around her. They're kissing again. He's holding her hand up to his mouth. She's behind him, has his her arm around. M, there is real chemistry there. I know. It's like it, they fit together so easily, right? Like, because because by the way, here's the other thing. You don't go to an event like this as Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet and know the amount of attention you are about to get and also know that this is going to be considered your first official quote debut unless you are very comfortable with one another alone. You know what I mean? Like you, this, you cannot be going to this type of event at the, as this type of celebrity if you're still like getting fully comfortable with being around one another because I think that you need to lean into the comfort you have with one another in order to have this type of outing be like an even remotely enjoyable experience. It has to be the kind of thing where you're like, we're just in our own zone. And they felt like they were in their own zone. Yes, they felt like they were in their own zone. They had that kind of Travis, Courtney, don't really care who's around thing. Not necessarily that they were making out in a way that was so much that you couldn't believe they were doing it in public. Just, I mean, and listen, if you are somebody who is overly skeptical, if you are somebody who is having a hard time believing that this relationship isn't real, there's a part of you that is always going to take that as PR. I personally rarely lean into that idea of like a PR relationship, not that they don't exist, but I think it is so much more fun to analyze a relationship like this from the perspective of it being a real relationship and talking about all of the possibilities of what could come from this relationship, the chemistry between them, what they talk about, what they were thinking in the moment of doing this. When you just say it's a PR relationship, you don't get to go anywhere from there. And that is just not a lifestyle I'm going to choose. No, it immediately ends the fun before you even start. And by the way, I just don't think that that's what's happening here. I think it was what was previously viewed as an atypical pairing. And I have now come to view as a pairing that actually makes a hell of a lot of sense. And they're just kind of doing their thing. I mean, I think the other thing, which this isn't a comparison to Travis, because obviously Travis is equally as famous, but to me, it just goes to show you that I think for Kylie, and this isn't the same for all of them. I don't necessarily feel this way for Kim, but I think that for Kylie, she needs to date someone that's like really fucking A-list. I don't think Kylie, I, I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about her with like a fame adjacent person. There's an argument to be made that the Leo in her would probably want that, that like she let her be the center of attention and let her shine. Yes. But I think she can still do that with someone who is A-list and forget about getting the lifestyle gets like the impact of a thing like this. I don't know. There's just something to me that's like, if I'm Kylie, I want to date someone that not the name precedes him, but the name is as known as mine is. I think so too. And you know what? It's funny because when we have this conversation about Kim, I actually don't think it's necessarily that she doesn't want somebody who's equally as famous. And I don't think it's necessarily that she is craving that type of fame adjacency where they can be a little bit more low-key. If anything, I actually think that she would want somebody who's on her level. I just think that it is so much easier to kind of think of her as dating somebody a little bit more fame adjacent in terms of options for pairings. Whereas with Kylie, I think, yeah, I just, I see her with somebody who is equally as famous as she is. I think that she appreciates the effect that that has on pop culture. I think that she understands the relevancy of it and the impact of it. And I think that is really, really enticing for her. And I think that's something that as long as she can maintain the privacy that she deems necessary and appropriate, she is down to be as A-list as it gets. Right. And if you're us or someone like us, that's the best news ever because the more famous the person, the more attention it's going to attract and the more like 
exceptional the content is going to be. And I just think Kylie, in a way that is not necessarily similar to all of them, like in a way that I don't think Kendall does, I think Kylie wakes up this morning, whether in bed with him or without him, and is scrolling through Twitter and like sees everybody being like, holy fuck, Kylie stole the show. Not stole the show from Beyonce, obviously, but in terms of the celebrity situation happening there, like she sees that her and Timothy's makeout is the most talked about. I think she loves that. I think so too. And I think it's her and Kim sending things back and forth to each other, really diving into that. But also something else to bring up is as I'm looking at Twitter right now, I see Pop Base posted that Travis Scott was also there last night. Which, okay, so here's the thing. And at the time, this could totally change by the time this episode comes out. At the time that we're recording this, I saw one video of him. It was from the back. You could not entirely tell that it was him. And then as we've been recording, more people are saying that it was. I need to see another video. I'm not saying that that wasn't, but I need like a head-on video because that adds a whole other layer. I need to see a head-on video, but I also need to see where he was in relation to where they were. Because the celebrity box, if I'm correct from what I can see and also from what was the case at MetLife is there are two boxes with access to Club Renaissance. So at any given point, you can see videos of them in these boxes, all of the celebrities, or on the ground in Club Renaissance, kind of closer to the stage. And so there's one video from last night when Beyonce singing Love on Top, and it pans across Club Renaissance, and you could see Chloe standing up in the back, screaming with North. It pans to... Tom and Zendaya, you can see Vanessa and Natalia Bryant standing next to Tina. Like everybody is in this one shot. Jay-Z is there. Like every celebrity you can think of is somehow in this pan. And Kylie and Timothy were not in that at that moment. But it just gives you a frame of reference for how close everybody was to each other throughout the night. All of these celebrities in one spot. And so I'm so curious if there was ever a point where they crossed paths, if they interacted, if Travis was maybe in a box and and wasn't anywhere near them in terms of like being in an actual suite, not just the club renaissance area, not the celebrity box area. Like I have so many questions about everybody's exact coordinates throughout the night. Right. That is what I need coordinates. Because also as a side, Zendaya and Tom are there. Obviously Zendaya and Timothy are very close. Were they hanging out? If so, is that a foursome of them hanging out? Like... There's so much, there's so much that I need to know. I, the people that were taking this footage, truly, my gratitude to you is, is never ending. It's endless. And speaking of footage, by the way, that we haven't even gotten to is Kim and Chloe's content from last night. Them in the limo on the way there with North and Penelope singing their heart out. Incredible content. The after of Chloe, Penelope, and Chris in the Rolls Royce leaving with Chris so fucked up singing Fly Me to the Moon and having the time of her life. Like I was looking at Penelope and I was like, do you know how lucky you are that that's your grandma? Like you are in the backseat of a Rolls Royce with Chris Jenner fucked up after a Beyonce concert, having the time of her life. And you just get to enjoy that. You are the luckiest kid alive. Well, it was so funny because it was such typical like grandchild, grandparent or child parent dynamic when Chris is trying to find the song on her phone and Penelope's like, you want me to just look it up for you? Like, I forget that that is a totally normal interaction that happens there. Like Penelope and the other grandchildren are on Chris's phone, helping her do something faster than she could do it. In the most atypical possible situation. By the way, Kim really said to Chris Appleton, like, we're going to Beyonce. You're not fucking around with this blowout. That was some bounce. No, everybody really brought their A game last night. You could tell Kim's whole outfit was like, I'm here and I'm showing up because let us not forget You know, not that it's ever been a hundred percent confirmed and not that it's ever really been spoken about by any of them, but there's a history there with Kim and Beyonce and Jay-Z and Kanye and all of that. And especially when Kanye first started dating Kim and, you know, some of the feelings that the Carters apparently had about that. And now to see, first of all, Corey Gamble, best friends with Jay-Z, but them being so in, in a way that I don't think Kim previously thought she would be is very, very interesting. And especially that, you know, look at the reverse, Kanye's out in terms of the Jay-Z Beyonce circle. The dynamics have certainly changed over the years. I think also what's interesting about it is that it's not necessarily Kim and Beyonce's relationship because we really know nothing about that that's created this in, in in a way that I don't think we've seen in previous years with them. And I'm not saying that Kim and Beyonce don't have a relationship. I just don't know anything about it. And I don't know what terms they're on. I don't know how close they are. I don't know what type of friendship they have. But what we do know is that 
Corey and Jay-Z are very, very good friends. And as a result of that, it's almost Chris's in that's bringing everybody else with her. And so Chris, this was Chris's fourth Renaissance concert. Don't forget that. She went to two nights in LA and two nights in Europe. So she's kind of really been along for the ride. And the first night in LA, it was Tina that was posting her and Chris dancing at the concert. And so I think that typically when we think about the family and the relationships, yes, of course, Chris has all of these very, very important relationships and these very, very important contacts, as do the rest of them. But I think that a lot of the times we think of it as like Kim's relationships and everybody's kinds of buds off of that. This is kind of Chris's. Right. And that's the other thing that I feel like this is one of those times, you know how we say, what are the things they're not jaded to? I think Kim thinks this is so cool. I don't think there is a part of Kim, even though at this point, this is how the, the only way she would see the show. Like, I think Kim thinks it's really fucking cool to be in Club Renaissance, to be filming North literally next to Beyonce. Like, I still think for Kim, this feels very cool. I think it's one of those moments, whether or not she would say it. I just remembered that when we were in rural Wisconsin, stargazing on an empty field on a farm, <laughs> you turned to me and you said, you know how we always have conversations about things the Kardashians get jaded to? And I was like, yeah. And you go, I just, I feel like the sky isn't one of those things. Like, I don't think you can be jaded to like seeing stars in this way, like, and seeing the moon so bright. And I was like, you are so right. Like no Kardashian is ever going to be jaded to a sunset. No, are you kidding? You think North isn't going to lose it from the Big Dipper? Please. (laughs) God, that's funny. Oh, guys, this is what a way to come back. I mean, really what a way to come back. I cannot stop watching the video, the ass grab, he, the oh, the holding hands. The, oh my God. And also for her to do it with her hair up, like that is what I'm talking about. I loved the hair up component. It was really additive for me. And the over the knee leather boots, like both of their outfits separately and together. If I had thought about this, like that would have been my dream of what they were wearing. It just, they, they played their parts effortlessly. Kylie and Timothy, you set the bar really high for what's to come next. Like we, you, you have a lot to bring in these next interactions to come. And so I really just suggest that you continue stepping up your game in this way. And I think that they will. It's like Timothy and Stormy content win. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends, so... I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone. And the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. A little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to dot com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's dot com promo code CELEBS. 
Prior to the Kylie and Timothy pictures, the thing that we were freaking out the most about when momentarily getting service in rural Wisconsin was Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner divorce rumors because at the time, aka 48 hours ago, that felt like the craziest shit ever. And it's it really still does. I just, this is one of those where like, as we're recording, I know factually we don't have all of the information. So we just have to do our best with what we have. But like more stuff, not only is going to come out, it has to come out because it's either going to be true or it's not going to be true, but there's too much conflicting information happening and coming from reputable sources. Let's go through what happened, this like course of events that I think threw us all for a big loop. And then I, I just would like to touch base because I actually think that we've been freaking out so much about the possibility of the idea of it that we haven't actually discussed what we think of this whole thing yet. Right. Okay. So on Sunday, 7.33 a.m. Pacific time, we get the TMZ headline, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are headed for divorce. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are headed towards divorce, TMZ has learned. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ, Joe had his people contact and consult with at least two LA area divorce lawyers, and he's on the cusp of filing divorce docs to end his marriage to Sophie. Our sources say the couple have had, quote, serious problems for at least six months. We're told over the last three months, Joe has been caring for their two young children, quote, pretty much all of the time, even as his band was touring. We're told Joe currently has both kids as the group plays around the U.S. On the surface, it seems there's been no outward signs of trouble. However, in recent weeks, Joe has been seen not wearing his ring. Then, later on Sunday, People also confirms this separately, saying, Joe Jonas has retained a divorce lawyer after four years of marriage to Sophie Turner, a source tells People. Representatives for Joe did not immediately respond to People's request for comment. A rep for Turner, meanwhile, declined to comment. And then later on Sunday night, so this is the night of when the divorce rumors initially come out, Joe was seen wearing his ring at the show on Sunday night in Austin, and he then posted an Instagram, which very prominently shows the ring off. She was also seen in attendance at that show. So it's like, what is happening here? Because typically we are very much of the belief when there's smoke, there's fire, specifically when it's coming from TMZ. I would say most of the time I'm inclined to believe that. However, that same day, not only is he very prominently showing off the wedding ring, but she's at the show. So I just, I'm kind of left a little bit confused. You know, typically people will ask us, is TMZ a reliable source? And we always say, yeah, from our experience, especially in the last couple of years with TMZ, I would say when it comes out through TMZ, usually it is true. And so this is one to me where there's got to be something here. There's got to be some very legitimate reason and very legitimate source that has tipped TMZ off to the fact that Joe is contacting divorce lawyers. Now, in a typical celebrity couple, I think that the presence of the wife at the concert and also the presence of the wedding ring would be like, okay, let's squash these rumors. They're done. Nothing more here. However, I feel like with Joe and Sophie's relationship, because it is so joking and funny in nature, and they have typically such a good understanding and dynamic with each other. To me, I feel like if there was really, really nothing there, Joe would have been laughing about this on stage. Like he would have shouted out Sophie and been like, Soph, did you hear we're getting a divorce? Like to me, the saying nothing and just wearing the ring and her being kind of spotted there, but that's really it. I don't know. To me, there feels like something's off. No, I know. I'm really conflicted about this because obviously there's a side of my brain that's like, TMZ isn't reporting that Joe Jonas has begun consulting with LA-based divorce lawyers if there wasn't some truth to that. I, I truly feel that way. At the same time, what they're currently showing us in the immediate aftermath, some could say denies that without actually saying it, just their actions. But then the third part that makes me go back to the first one is like, as you said, it seems like the kind of thing they would have even playfully directly confronted if there was no truth there. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want my shock or the shock that I felt upon seeing that headline to be a barometer about the potential accuracy. Because if there's one thing we have come to know, it's that you really don't know. And what you see could be so inconsistent with what's actually going on. Yeah. I feel like what they're saying in this, in this article with like the, he's had the kids, not that there's anything direct, but it feels like it's possibly setting us up for more reports down the line that could be in that same vein. That is prime example of like something that we would have never known unless we know. So if it does come out that this is really happening, and again, we don't know yet, it's very possible that the issues that are brought up are things that we as the public would have had absolutely no knowledge of without, you know, more of an official report or documents being released. Listen, 
Every couple has their issues. There is no couple so in love that they are immune to problems that every single relationship has. There's no couple so famous that the stresses of life does not penetrate their relationship. Like it is an impossible thing. You will always have something. But I think our view of their relationship is like, oh, this is very solid. And as far as Hollywood relationship goes, this feels almost as solid as it gets. It's like looking at Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, the way they joke with each other, the way they interact with each other, it gave you that exact same vibe. And so I have no idea what of these reports are true or false. I will say that if I was going based on my gut and the vibe that I got, I would say that I am leaning towards believing that there is an issue here only because I did not feel the sense of relief that I thought I would by seeing her attending the concert and him wearing his wedding ring. Whereas I think that if my vibe, I think that if my gut was saying nothing was wrong, I would see her there and be like, oh, fucking thank God. But I didn't have that reaction for some reason. Okay, so I didn't have the reaction from her at the concert. I did for a moment have the reaction of the photo he posted because that that's not like, a, oh God, the internet is just taking this and running with it. That is a photo that you post for the sole purpose of showing off your wedding band. There was no caption. It was not him on stage. It was not him with Nick and Kevin. That was a photo of him, yes, looking very sexy, but showing off his wedding ring. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm just looking at the picture as we speak, which like I didn't even take it in the first time because I was so focused on that he was wearing the ring. It's a really hot picture. Yeah, I mean, he is. You know, we always go back and forth on men wearing rings, like not wedding rings, like other other rings as jewelry. This is an example where I'm like, oh, I love what you did with the place. Love what you did with the place. It totally depends on the guy. Totally depends on their vibe. This is actually an example of male jewelry that I really enjoy. Like love that necklace on you. Love the bracelet, the other ring, maybe the tattoos. It's just everything's working. Things are Things are happening here. It is a very intentional ringed photograph, but I don't know the vibe. I think that's what it is. The vibe feels dark to me. Even in the shutting down of the rumors, it doesn't have their normal lighthearted playfulness. And that's what I think I'm picking up on. I know there's like this intangible vibe happening that I'm picking up on as well. Although I'm not prepared to say anything one way or another. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like, You shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Just something to think about is like, obviously Joe and Sophie's relationship exists on its own and as like a separate entity, but there's that. And then there's the Jonas brothers and their wives as a unit. And it's something specifically with them being on tour that we've really seen more and more of. And I do wonder how that works because this is a family where we haven't seen any of the brothers go through a divorce. The partners they currently have are the long-term partners that they have had. And it seems that they've really formed this kind of crew, the six of them. And so I I just, of course, my mind goes there as it would with any of them. Like, how does that then look? Right, like the wives have kind of become this part of the whole brand. I mean, they really 
incorporate them into their music and their songwriting process and with their fans and their music videos and their promotion of everything. Like the wives really play such a central role in terms of the brothers. And so what's additionally interesting is if they are having problems, if they're not divorcing, but working through things, if they are divorcing, but, you know, are trying, I don't want to say keep up appearances for the sake of the tour, but are trying to maybe work through. I don't know what is happening here, but the wives do play a very important role in terms of their music and this specific tour where Joe and Sophie having potential problems or potentially divorcing, it will just be interesting to see how that comes into play when it comes to their touring. Do we see Sophie at the remaining shows or was she showing up one night to really shut down the rumors? If she doesn't show up to a show now, is that going to be proof of an issue. Like there is a lot of things that they are now going to have to work around and figure out because their wives are such a present part of their whole shtick. Whereas there's a lot of artists where if their partner didn't show up to a tour, to a series of shows, oh, they were at home with the kids. They were doing their own thing. They had their own movie. It doesn't mean anything in terms of their relationship, but everything we see from Joe and Sophie from this point forward is going to be not necessarily factually representative of their relationship, but in the eyes of the public, very much so. Oh my God, are you kidding? Specifically given how they do or don't choose to respond in the press, because obviously the less they respond to in the press, the more eyes will be peeled at the concerts, picking up on any sort of clues. You know, it's obviously very different, but it does kind of remind me of Joelle and Taylor Swift. And when that breakup first happened before it was hundred percent confirmed and even after it was confirmed, but just in, when there were rumblings, people at the shows, of course, could not be more zoned in even more than normal on any mannerisms, any changes um, in her behavior or the way that she was when singing a song that maybe she wrote with Joe. And I really keep thinking about Miley Cyrus, and that new video she did for Used to Be Young, you know, when she's going through her life and kind of her career and, and just giving us different insight. And one of the things she says in terms of why touring really isn't for her or good for her is because it's this relationship of subject and observer. And just for her, that constant role of her being the subject with thousands and thousands of observers on a nightly basis, she's saying, it's not good for me. It removes my humanity. And I do oftentimes wonder for performers that obviously do enjoy touring in the Jonas Brothers, who I think specifically recently have been having maybe more fun than we've ever seen them have on stage. I think when you're going through something in your personal life like this, whether real or not, knowing the fact that everyone is talking about it, it does intensify that subject observer relationship even more than normal. You know, like I wonder for Joe, does he now have this pre-show feeling that he didn't have prior to this TMZ because now he's being received by the audience in a totally different way? I don't know. There's a million, just like questions and little things that I'm curious about. And also to your point, in terms of intensifying that observer-subject relationship, This is one of those examples where in order for that to not be intensified, in order for that to not be the case where you're now under the watchful eye of everybody trying to interpret your relationship, if there is nothing, nothing going on, there's no divorce, there's no issues, you're wearing your wedding ring and you're saying that this is absolutely ridiculous, wouldn't you also want to take the added measure of like really shutting down the rumors in a very, very, non-cryptic way. Like if you want to be able to be on that stage and know that your wife is in the audience and you guys are fine and you don't want anybody enjoying your show through the lens of trying to get you in a gotcha moment of what's going on in your relationship, don't you put out a statement or wouldn't you want to put out a statement saying like, we saw these rumors, ridiculous, or even posting the TMZ article and like laughing about it. But the silence and the quiet putting on of the ring or the quiet keeping on of the ring, to me, it doesn't shut it down in the way that if there's really nothing going on, you want it to be shut down. No, I know. I know. I keep going back to like, okay, well, maybe by the time this podcast comes out, there will be a more formal statement. But then it's like, okay, but if there was going to be that type of a statement, it probably would have been immediate. I don't know. I really, we are going to need to see how this plays out. But like, yes, hard yes, we had the reaction. I'm sure most of you did of just pure shock. And Pure shock from a lot of people. Like I said, we were getting texts from people that never normally care about this stuff. It did feel like a really big deal. Prior to Timothy and Kylie, this was the thing that we were expecting to come on here and talk about first. Because also it's not just the shock value. People really like them as a couple. You and I really like them as a couple. Like 
I don't know anybody who saw that news and was like, oh, that's so great. I, I, I was hoping that they would split. Where there are a lot of celebrity couples, even married ones, where there will be a public reaction of like, maybe indifference or kind of, you know, I thought this was never going to work out. That is not Joe and Sophie. People are very invested in their relationship. People particularly like their relationship. People particularly root for them. And so the idea of a big time shocking announcement like that, coupled with the feeling of like, wait, but I really, 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 really don't want this to be true. Like kind of sends everybody into a tailspin. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) people are spinning. One thing, one thing people are doing is spinning from this. Like a fucking dreidel. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, we spend every second together. You realize this is the longest we've been apart. <laughs> you mean the five hours since we left each other? Yeah, and recording this podcast. <laughs> no, that's sick. Okay, other breakup news that happened last week. Pete Davidson and Chase Suey Wonders split from people. Pete Davidson and Chase Suey Wonders have called off their romance less than a year in. A source tells people, quote, he's single again. He's out and about and doing really well. And then from Us Weekly, they've decided to go their separate ways, but neither one is to blame for their split, a source exclusively tells Us Weekly. There's no bad blood or any hard feelings between them. Their relationship has simply run its course and they decided they just wanted different things. I wouldn't say I was shocked by this, but I think I was surprised to hear that they broke up. I, I This was probably his most private relationship. And I think that for somebody like Pete, there's a part of us that associates privacy with success of relationship. And so I think that that's what people were focusing on in terms of like their surprise of the breakup. Yeah. I, I think the thing with this one though, is also because it happens in a way that just felt more natural than a lot of his previous ones, meaning they were co-stars, they were friends, like them hanging out had been a thing. So when they hang out romantically, it didn't seem to be this shocking thing. It just felt like a like a little bit more of a seamless transition. Whereas if you take a Kim or an Ariana, it's like, whoa, how the fuck did this happen? How do you two even know each other? So then with the breakup, there was also such a focus because it's like, what happened? And not even really having an understanding of the relationship in the first place. So then really wanting to deep dive, like what could have gone wrong? Because what happened in the first place to get them together? Whereas this one, I feel like the breakup isn't being as analyzed as intensely because it just felt like more of a normal relationship that then would be more of a normal breakup. You know, I feel like that's been the way that it's covered. This Venus retrograde really claimed a lot of victims, huh? Oh, it definitely did. Are you kidding? This is the same retrograde that caused Sofia Vergara and and Joe Manganiello. I feel like we've gone through many of breakups. This is just the the most recent, but September 3rd, it ended. So we should be good for a little while, though. I don't know what else is happening astrologically. It feels like when it rains, it pours recently. I was going to say, it always seems to be something. So it's always, there's always a retrograde on the horizon, if not currently happening. It's one thing you got to know. Anything else you'd like to mention? Nope. I just am obsessed with this week in pop culture news. Like what a fucking great week to come back from being off. Amazing week to come back from being off. Amazing week to receive cell service after like just tens across the board. So happy to be here. Can't wait for the rest of this week. Haven't even gotten into Lindsay and Carl. There's a lot happening in a lot of places and we are so lucky to do this. We love you guys. We missed you. We are back. And we'll see you later this week for Kardashians and Bravo. Thank you for listening and letting us do this. Bye.